In the book of Esther, if you know where we're going, I trust you're already there. We're in chapter number one. By the grace of God, we'll finish this chapter tonight. And we're laying the groundwork for how this servant of God is going to get a chance at making her life count for the Lord. Laying the groundwork, seeing what God is doing here in this powerful book in the Word of God. Now last week, we talked about this prideful ruler and his desire to show off. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were watching the service last week and, and I was listening in. I, I knew when I recorded that I had said a word that I wasn't trying to say. And uh, I said, well, let's see if anybody catches it in my house. And, of course, my wife not only caught it, she wanted to stop the whole service to find out. I, I said that Ahasuerus wanted to show off. I, I wanted to say Ahasuerus wanted to show off Vashti's beauty. And I slipped up and said booty. And uh, <laughs> truth be told, they're both right. That's what he was trying to do. But that's not what the Bible said, all right? So I just want to let y'all get the laugh out. Y'all already laughing last week. And uh, some, some of you, some of you, truth of the matter is he, he wanted to show off both of them. And, uh, and uh, he was wrong about it. So let's just keep it real, all right? But I meant to say beauty, uh, but I wasn't wrong. All right? all right, so let's get that out of the way. Let's pick up, if we would, in verse number 12. The queen Vashti refused. Now, these are historical contexts that we're getting. We're not even talking about Esther yet. But God is working behind the scenes. Listen, please. Please listen. Sometimes God's work in our lives is indirect. His work in our lives is by allowing evil workers to do what they do, even though it displeases him. Because indirectly by allowing them to do what they do, they are making room for us to do what we do and let God do it through us. So I want to encourage everybody because everybody's going, well, let's get to Esther. Let's get to the palace. Let's get to the golden scepter. Let's get to where she, she wins. Let's get to where she, she goes before. Let's get to for such a time as this. Listen, I want you to know that just because somebody bad is in charge doesn't mean you can't do good in the meantime. So this is, this is all happening. Here's this pompous guy who wants to show off his wife's beauty. She says no. She refused. Verse 13, he said to the wise men which knew the times, so with the, king, the king's manner toward all them that knew the law and judgment. To the next unto him was Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Miraz, Marcina, and Memukin the seven princes of Persia and Media. Anybody name those names here tonight? Got some babies on the way. Ashley, here goes a good name for you. Uh, Tarshish or Marcina or Memukin. Think about that for the baby, all right? Verse 15, what shall we do unto Queen Vashti according to the law? Because she hath not performed the commandment of King Ahasuerus by the chamberlains. Your pride will just run you ragged. Memukin answered, before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen hath not done wrong to the king only, but also to the princes and to all the people that are in all the provinces of King Has. He's pumping it now. Pumping it up. 
For this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women, so that they shall despise their husband. Work it, work it, Mimucan. In their eyes, and it shall be reported. The king Ahasuerus commanded Vashti the queen to be brought before him. But she came not. Likewise shall the ladies of Persia and Media say this day unto all the king's princes. Notice the distinction there. Verse number 17, the women. Verse number 18, the ladies, all the common women will do this. And now all of those that are married to those that are princes. They're calling them ladies. Verse number 17, women. Thus shall there arise too much contempt and wrath. If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him. Let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes that it be not altered. That Vashti come no more before the king has your and let the king give a royal estate unto another that is better than she. And when the king's decree which he shall make shall be published throughout all his empire for it is great. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor both to great and small. And the saying pleased the king and the princess and the king did according to the word of Mimucan. For he sent letters into all the king's provinces, into every province, according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house, and that it should be published according to the language of every people. Let the church say amen. Father, add thy blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Do a work like only you can, and we'll give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. God is working where? Come on, talk to me. You've been listening. God is working where? All right. You've been listening, right? Do you believe that? No, no, no. If we believed it, we wouldn't talk how we talk. If we believed it, we wouldn't act how we act. We act like he's not working. We act like if we can't see it, if we can't feel it, then we can't believe it. Here, here's what Esther is saying flip through these 10 chapters in the word of God don't one time will not one time will you see God's name mentioned but you cannot deny that he's at work and in your life right now those personifications of God's work in your life may seem absent and you you may feel like you're going on and on and on and he's not moving and he's left you alone and he's left you silent he, he's abandoned you and you're, you're you're in captivity for 70 years and it seems like God has forgotten about you and how long how long how long how long I want you to know here in chapter number one we're not even talking about Esther we're talking about Hagiaris we're not even talking about Esther we're talking about Vashti we're not even talking about Mordecai we're talking about Mimucan we're not even talking about Mordecai ruling and reigning and getting honored we're not even talking about Haman yet. We're not even built gallows yet. We're just talking about a guy that's got a lot of power and a lot of rule and a lot of reign. And God's name isn't in chapter one, but God's work is all over chapter one. You got to believe that. The eastern power here ruling is Ahasuerus. He's an established ruler with an extensive reign. He's ruling big time with 127 provinces. That's a step up from how much Darius was ruling. That's a step up from how much Cyrus was ruling. So this is a guy that's ruling in a much more monumental way in Persia than even his, in Persia than even his predecessors have. He's in charge. What am I trying to tell you? That as in charge as he was, he still couldn't get his queen to listen. Okay? And listen, Here's a lesson here in Esther chapter 1. No matter how powerful you may think you are, you aren't as powerful as you think. And here he is, 
with excessive pride. He's got these amazing feasts that he's going to make, and we've talked about them. We're not going into detail about them again, but he's, he's making these feasts, and he's got this arrogant fame. He's got all this stuff, and he wants to show off. His favorable consumption is coupled with flamboyant compulsion. In other words, I got it, and I want everybody to see it. Can I remind you tonight, it is God which gives you the power to get wealth. If you have anything, God gave it to you. Well, I worked for it. How would you get the health to work for it? Well, I go to work. Who woke you up to go to work? Well, I made this money. Who gave you the stuff to make the money? Well, I'm smart. I earned it, and I'm going to spend it. Who gave you your brains? Come on now. And by the way, God never blesses you to show off. He blesses you to be a blessing. Are, are we watching this? Now, no, you look at this guy's a shame on him, shame on him, shame on him, shame on him. Who in the world should have so much pride? Why didn't God just wipe him out? God didn't need to wipe him out. God needed to keep him right there. He used his pride and let him get so excessive that he ordered something that was outrageous. Queen, come here and show off for me and all my guests. This is what pride is doing. And right about now, you and I are God and we're saying, we're knocking this king off. No, don't knock him off. Let him stay right there because his pride's going to have him ordering a queen. She's going to say no. She's going to end up getting getting put out and God's going to get his own queen in there. I'm so sick of working for a boss who thinks he's all full of himself. Watch it now. It might be his pride that messes him up that might make a way for you to shine the light of God. So here we are. We move from an eastern power to an existential problem. His pompous demand that I mentioned, by the way, this demand was aided, unfortunately, by alcoholic influence. He was, he was drinking and full of it. And this is an example way back in the Old Testament about just how bad alcoholic influence can affect somebody. Many families, many people have been hurt, destroyed. Many lives have been ruined. Wine is still a mock. A strong drink is still raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Habakkuk chapter 2, woe to him that give it to his neighbor. Strong drink. You better be careful about messing with that stuff. And now he's got an adamant insistence. He's so full of himself. Watch this now. He was bad when he was sober. Okay? Hey, listen, we're wicked when we're sober. We're even worse from full alcohol. Now he's demanding. And her personal defiance brings about passionate displeasure. This is where we pick up. She says, no, she refused. Verse number 12. Verse number 12, her refusal leads to his passionate displeasure. He was wroth. Watch this now. When you're full of pride, you start asking for stuff that you haven't been this asking for. And then when people say no to you, you think, how do they have the nerve? So he makes perspective deliberation. If you're taking notes, there pers there's a perspective deliberation. He says to the wise man, verse 12, his anger's burning in him. Anger's burning in him. By the way, you're never, you're never in the spirit when anger is burning in you. Make no friendship with an angry man lest I'll be like him. Put away anger, Ephesians chapter 4 says. Be angry, that's righteous indignation. But when you're angry against sin, it should not result in you sinning. You listening to me? Be angry and sin. The wrath of God, wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Be careful. Be, be careful when you make excuses for your anger because I was angry at something wrong, I get to do wrong. Okay? His anger's burning in him. 
Now he's going to have a conversation. This is the deliberation they're going to make. He says to them, what shall we do? Calls in all the fellows, all of those wonderful names that these mamas are considering. These seven princes of Persia saw the king's face. They sat the first in the kingdom. These were wise men that surrounded him and served as his counselors. Listen to the question, verse 15. What shall we do unto the queen? Now watch this now. I'm so mad that somebody that I told to do what I want didn't do it. Now we got to find out what to do with it. Listen, here's what pride does. Pride has you trying to find a way how to punish people instead of finding a way how to change yourself. You know what he should have been asking? What am I going to do with me? Shame on me to have this so much pride, so full of myself, to demand her to come and show off for me. What am I going to do with my pride? What am I going to do with my alcoholic problem? What am, what am I going to do with my demand? What am I going to do with my selfishness? No, instead, what shall we do with Vashti? She had not performed according to the commandment of King Ahasuerus by the chamberlains. In other words, she didn't obey me, but the consideration instead of that she didn't obey him should have been, what did I ask her to do? Be careful when you're angry that people didn't listen to you when what you told them didn't make sense in the first place. Preach, pastor. Sometimes we don't get what we asked for because it was a dumb question. So there's an enacted, enacted contemplation. And this enacted contemplation, these are all of these guys deciding what to do for with a disobedient queen. This enacted contemplation brings about what I call an exaggerated consideration. Here's Mamukin with his old smart self, so he thinks. Vashti the queen hath not done wrong to the king only, but also to all the princes and to all the people that are in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus. For this deed of the queen shall come abroad unto all women. This is 17. Watch this. Here's what Mamukin says. King, she didn't just do wrong to you. She did wrong to the whole kingdom because everybody's going to find out that she didn't obey her husband and all the women in the kingdom going to not obey her hus- their husbands because that's what Vashti did. That's exaggeration. No, no, we're not talking about a rebellious wife. We're talking about a prideful husband that is asking something out of his wife he has no business asking. And here's their motivation. You remember the advisors to Rehoboam? Huh? Ones that grew up with him? Be careful when you reject those that are older to you because your boys told you something different. Make it harder on them. I mean, make it be like scorpions. Your daddy was hard, but you'd be even harder than he was, and he messed up the kingdom. And here goes Ahasuerus. He's getting advice from people that don't know what they're talking about, and they're exaggerating their consideration. King, everybody's going to find out. All the common women are going to find out, verse number 18, and all of the elite women, all the ladies of Persia and Media shall say this day unto the king's princes which have heard of the deed, and there shall arise too much contempt and wrath. If one woman in the limelight doesn't do what she's told, all the rest of them going to follow her. This is what his pride is doing. You got one man that starts off with bad thinking. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Ladies and gentlemen, I want us all to be challenged tonight. If we don't get our pride in check, we'll see everyone else as wrong and ourselves as right. 
and we'll be brainstorming. How can I get everybody to think like I think when the truth of the matter is my thinking is whack? So he's got a selfish theory, senseless thoughts. This is the exaggerated consideration. Now notice the extreme counsel, if it please the king. Let there go a royal commandment from him and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes that it be not altered. That vastly come no more before King Ahasuerus and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. Here's the extreme counsel. Get rid of her. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Whoever you don't like, whoever doesn't do what you want them to do, get rid of them. I wonder how many Christians in the room tonight quit talking to a friend because a friend told you the truth. If, listen, if, if I'm going to sin and you're going to tell me my sin is sin, guess what? You ain't going to be my friend. Five. Listen, listen. Ignore the parent that's teaching you right. Don't answer the phone call of the Christian counselor that's telling you the truth. This is what they're advising. If she won't do what you want, even though what you want is wrong, get rid of her. And this is what the flesh says. The flesh says, flush out everything in your life that doesn't agree with your sinful appetite. Why ask you tonight? Who or what in your life are you trying to get rid of simply because the person or the thing won't agree with your sin. This is where King Ahasuerus is. Make a law. Listen, listen. If you can't get people to do what you say, make up rules that say if they don't, they're in trouble. And here's the effective commandment. The king's decree. And the saying pleased the king and princes. And the king did according to the word of Mimucan. He made up a royal commandment. And the royal commandment was that Vashti came no more before the king. Look at verse 22. For he sent letters into all the king's provinces, into every province, according to the writing thereof, and to every people after their language, that every man should bear rule in his own house and that it should be published according to the language of every people. Here's the effective commandment. It's based on a flawed response and it produces a foolish regulation. Please listen to this. Don't miss this. Here's a man that's drunk, has a desire that he should not have, has a demand that's based on his pride, wants to show off what God has blessed him with to everybody else. She says no. He gets advice from his other counselors that say her disobedience is going to spread through the land. You better get rid of her. Listen, the longer you take in life to get yourself right, the more you will be pushing the people out of your life that you need the most. And I can't tell you how many times I've watched believers over and over and over and over again push out people out of their lives. I, I, I've known people that left a church because it preached on sin and went somewhere where they could sin and feel comfortable. Let me tell you something. Just because you go somewhere else doesn't change what sin is. And just because you make up your own rules doesn't mean God changes his. See, see this guy's, this guy's going to make up a rule. 
This is what pride does. Pride makes you God. I make the rules. I decide what's wrong. You know the only problem when you decide what's wrong? We already have somebody doing that. God's already decided. It's not our job to decide what's right and wrong. It's our job to align ourselves with what God's already decided. Send it out to every man all over the kingdom and, and tell them men, get your wives in check because mine wasn't. And look what happened to her. We look at Harris and say, look at this pompous, prideful, arrogant ruler. Can I say to you, he's not the only one we should be looking at tonight. We better be looking at ourselves. Has God blessed you? That's a time for everybody in the room to say amen. Has God blessed you? Amen. Try and show off? Hey, fellas, when we call on you to pray, it's not for you to show off. It's for you to talk to God. Hey, when we get, whenever we get back to testimonies, it's not for you to show off. It's for you to lift up Jesus. And when you sing a solo, it's not for you to show off. It's, hey, if God blesses you in the week, it ain't for you to ride through here and show everybody how, how, how good your stuff is. It's for you to let everybody know how good your God is. Anytime you do anything to show off, you are drowning in pride. It's only a matter of time you're going to make some ridiculous demands. And watch it now. The people around you that got more sense than you have, they're going to tell you no. You're going to think they're crazy. You're crazy. I'm crazy when I get there. And when I start putting people out, I'm letting my pride speak for me instead of God's principles. And yet, for God's girl, Esther, this beautiful young lady who happened to still be in Persia, all this drama that the heathens are doing on the sideline, God in his providence is going to use as an avenue to let his queen shine for him. Hey, look, look, look. Let the heathen do what they do. Just make sure while they're acting a fool, you're walking in faith. Because when their foolishness causes them to make a mess of things, they're going to look for somebody to help clean it back up. And unless while they're being foolish, you're being faithful, you won't be eligible for that spot. Esther is on the sidelines, and we don't even see what she's doing right now. But she doesn't even show up in chapter 2 when chapter 1 presents a need unless she's faithful. You know what I like about this story? Not only was God in chapter 1 working behind the scenes. But so was Esther. And maybe you want your chance to shine right now. You're not ready for it. Do what you're supposed to do before the lights come on. So when they do, you don't look like you don't know what's going on. Our Father, we bless your name. Magnify you. Do a great work in and through our lives. Let me say, Pastor, God spoke to me tonight, and I certainly don't want to be guilty of pride. I certainly don't want to get caught up in drama that I miss opportunities that God has for me. Pray for me about some area of the message tonight that God spoke to me. If that's you, would you put your hand up all over the building? God bless you. God bless you. God touch your people. 
honor your word and continue to challenge us to live for thee. We love you. Thank you for the opportunity to be in God's house. Bless now the rest of this week in Jesus' name.